Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Clint. And today, we are talking about disappointment. And so I'll kick it over to Clint to kind of introduce the I'm topic. disappointed Angela's not here. Yeah. I know. And she's she was living di- it up in Martha's Vineyard. She was disappointed that Martha's Vineyard wasn't an actual vineyard. <laughs> and that Plymouth Rock was like a pebble. <laughs> a pebble. <laughs> I, I started to ask the question about that. Is if, like if it was ever bigger, but yeah. like because of touristy the stuff, they just kind of made it smaller, like a less big deal. Or if Plymouth Rock like describes the entire area. There's literally no way that that rock is right. Plymouth Rock. Right. I think Plymouth Rock is the place. Yeah, and in our in our culture where we have to have like a mascot, <laughs> like this rock is going to be Plymouth Rock. Yeah, this is the rock. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's not. This whole area is anyway. We hope Angel is having a great time up there, and we miss her. But missing us, back. yeah, not so great that she doesn't miss us. I I hope she hears this episode and is disappointed that she wasn't here. Yes, <laughs> we want you to be disappointed. <laughs> so uh, no, we will talk about disappointment today, and. Kind of the the really general sense of that word that I have in mind when I say it is when people or our circumstances um, fail to live up to the the expectation that we've set for those things, whether the whether they be realistic expectations or or unrealistic. Uh, so disappointment is that emotion that we feel when that happens. Yeah, I've. I've heard somebody say that expectations are premeditated resentments. Yeah. And before <laughs> they're resentments, they're disappointments, which, right. we'll talk about, which we want to talk about and how. So we can talk about things that have disappointed us that we've been wrestling with recently and then talk about um, how we sort of combat that. How do we stop disappointment from turning into bitterness, resentment, depression, anger, and all these other emotions that I feel like come out of that initial emotion of being disappointed in something. So for me, uh, the reason I thought about this and what I've been rest the way I've been wrestling with it over the last couple of days is, is at the beginning of this week, we're recording on a Wednesday. So this is very new. I mean, very fresh in my mind is like Monday was a really good day for me. Like Sunday, I made the decision, um, to, I had to get out of this like spiritual um, funk I was in. And it wasn't so much a funk because I wasn't upset about it. It didn't upset me uh, in, a, in any sort of spiritual sense. I wasn't, I was disappointed in myself for the, my lack of discipline. So you didn't meet the expectations, expectations you had that for I had for myself yeah. uh, spiritually. And so I said, you know what? Start fresh. Monday morning. Next gonna, right thing. Yeah. Monday morning, I'm going to wake up. Roya gets up early to do her little on, uh, online workout thing. I said, I'm going to get up at the same time. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to send out some encouraging texts to people and just kind of start my day off on that note. So Monday I did that, went to work, had a really good day at work, smooth, uh, uneventful, but per- but productive day at work. Got off at a decent time when got my kids, got home. Everybody, J- Josiah had had a really good day at school uh, behaviorally, which is, it's you know, a new thing. And so, <laughs> at least a new thing in the sense that we're aware of it because uh-huh. Roya is in his class. Now. Oh, I got so, you. Anyway, that is Miss Ellie talking to us here. Um, and so it was a really great day, and I went to bed that night. And I even think I even posted on Facebook like 
today was a really good day, mm. and, you know. And so I woke up the next day expecting, having the expectation, which I thought was realistic, that that, that would kind of just bleed over. And if I did all the same things. Yeah, and if I did what I had done the day before from an attitude perspective, from a preparation perspective, from a spiritual discipline perspective, that Tuesday would go just as well. Well, Tuesdays are typically, they're just a busy day for me at work and just in life in general. Um, and so I woke up a few minutes later, probably a half, half an hour at the most later. Well, that put the kids waking up during my quiet time and having to kind of rush to finish that and uh, and not being able to do some of the other readings and stuff that I wanted to do, not being able to text as many people to try to encourage or get encouragement. So that day just kind of started off behind behind schedule. Uh, and it, that bled into work too. It seems like every delivery I was expecting was late, so that pushes me back. So I ended up, instead of leaving at 4 or 4.30 when I'm with the sense of accomplishment that I had done enough that day, I left at 5, 5.15, thinking I could stay here for another couple of hours and do stuff and I'm off <laughs> right. and I'm off today, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what, what, you know, none of this stuff is dire. Isn't the place isn't going to explode today when I'm not there, hopefully. And so, uh, it just was a disappointment in a sense because I had expectations for how the day went. And that's a really, that's a really micro example. Like that's a really like spe- granular, yeah, specific yeah. Mm-hmm. example. And it may not seem all that important to people because it's, it's not, I'm never going to remember Tuesday, September, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you already tw- don't. <laughs> 2020, yeah, I don't even know what day it was. 2021, and look back at that as like a pinnacle disappointment in my life. Right. But I think it's a mac- micro example of what we experience in the macro all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's like, you know, I used the examples before we started recording of things like my parents' divorce or friendships that aren't as close anymore and that and through some fault of mine or fault of other people people move away or whatever mm-hmm. and so how I'm disappointed in those things and um well and it it is a small thing but it could snowball if absolutely positive right actions aren't aren't the next thing you do you know that's something we've said right. we've said often on here is do the next right thing <clears throat> So if you if you just continue continue to be disappointed and let that wear on you, um, tomorrow could be, you know, just the a step above yeah. a step above, and and before long you're a month into it and you're just depressed. You're yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I <clears throat> I've had I have had disappointments in my marriage, um, in my job, um, in parenthood most yeah. recently yeah. <laughs> I shared that yeah. I will not share it on here yeah but I shared it with Clint um and it they whenever I'm disappointed it is expectations that aren't that aren't met mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> I have found in my own experience that I can let a good time pass by because I'm still wallowing in um, expectations that weren't met, especially in my marriage. I am, I can cold shoulder faith. I can, um, I can pout, uh, and I isolate is what I do. Right when I'm disappointed, and it's not like it's not like you know, 
and a behavior or something that I was disapproving of her. Right. It's like an expectation for an event or maybe how I want her to treat me, something yeah. like that, that, um, that I artificially put there that she doesn't necessarily have to meet. Right. Um, but if it's not, if she doesn't meet this thing that's in my head, um, then I'll cold shoulder her. I'll isolate, and then that snowballs. Right. That doesn't. Right. That doesn't help you alleviate the disappointment. Right. It it, it it makes it worse. So rather than and feeds into some other negative emotions. Yeah. Rather than practice acceptance mm-hmm. for the situation, recognizing that it's okay that it didn't meet my exact specifications for right. this circumstance. It's okay. Um. If I don't practice acceptance, it will turn into bitterness. It will turn into resentment. And before long, I don't even know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Yeah. Or you can't, you can no longer point back to the instance that Cause, created Because exactly what you said, it was such a seemingly small thing. How, mm-hmm. could it, how could it be impacting me in such great ways? Yeah, the next thing you know, you're sitting, you know, you're sitting somewhere or laying in bed and you're like, man, it's been months since I felt good. Yeah. It's been months since I haven't been disappointed. Right. You know, and that's what we, that's what I'm talking about. What I want to prevent by calling out the things that disappoint me and noticing that in myself, I, it helps me prevent disappointment from turning into resentment, anger, bitterness, depression, you know, and I say that as someone who's not a clinically depressed person, Mm -hmm. I don't struggle with depression from a, uh, like a clinical or, um, medical standpoint. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I'm not, not somebody who takes medicine for that or anything like that, which I fully realized there are people that suffer that way. And so maybe how I approach disappointment, they need something, I guess, more, more, more. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so they work with people that help them do that. Um, but honestly, if you can talk about it, right. If you can confess it with someone else, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I mean, isn't that what like therapy is? Right, you know? and uh, what I do is I keep it in my head, mm. and, internalize it, and yeah. catastrophize. Not only internalize it, but catastrophize it, mm-hmm. make it seem way bigger than yeah. the event actually was. Yeah, and then when I talk about it out loud, it shrinks it. Yeah, like if I'm able to communicate these thoughts and feelings I have, it's like, oh, I guess I actually could have been in the wrong there. I, maybe yeah. my expectations weren't really where they should have been. And and do you think, and I, I'm just thinking out loud here, do you think an inability to properly process disappointment in, the, in those small things um, can lead to when something, a really big disappointment happens, you just don't know how to emotionally handle it? Hmm. Like, I mean, I could see that about myself. Like, if I allow my kid's behavior or something in my marriage or work affect me and I don't deal with it, yeah. that disappointment, then something, I can either grow numb to something bigger or something bigger can happen and I'll just fly off the rails. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like you know what I'm saying? Well, and that's, that's a good point is the way you, the way you react to that big thing, mm-hmm. you, you may think, why am I responding in such angry yeah, ways you because you never dealt before. yes exactly yeah. you've just suppressed you it, it. Yep. buried it um and then you have no idea why you're so angry or why you're so sad or why yeah. you're so you just feel like you got to isolate yourself um and numb yourself 
And it's because all these little things have just piled up. Yeah, and so I think as frustrating as the next day was for me, which was yesterday, and this kind of bled over into this morning, you know, with some stuff with the kids, um, I would have handled those situations way worse mm-hmm. if I hadn't started my day. Even yesterday, even in a short period of time with prayer and reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. I would have known what I should have done and how I should have reacted, but not done it because I hadn't just left that setting of sort of centering myself on God and on grace and mercy and reading about those things and praying about them. Uh, I mean, I literally got up from the table from praying for my children yesterday morning to disciplining them, mm-hmm. you know. And not in and not in anger. Whereas I probably would have been doing it in anger had I not been had I not just prayed for them. Yeah, and for me, if I dig into the things that I'm disappointed in, it's never it's never just the the fact that I'm it my expectations weren't met. Right. If I can ask what's really going on here, um, like say for my marriage, for instance, if if an expectation isn't met there, um, it's not the it's not the missed expectation that's the issue. It's yeah. the, oh, I don't, I don't feel loved here. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't feel valued, and that's that's not what. Yeah. And in my specific instance, that's not what faith is communicating at all. My yeah. wife, faith. It's not the truth. It's not the truth. Yeah. yeah. Feelings. I, I've heard. I've heard it said this way, um, that our feelings are important and they're valid, but they're not facts. Mm-hmm. Um, we. It's not wrong to feel a certain way, but I have to remind myself that the this way I feel right now is probably not factual. Right. Um, and so what what helps me is when I can ask enough questions and get to the root of what's really going on here, and then I find out, oh, I don't feel I'm not feeling loved here. Mm. Um, it helps me to remind myself that God loves me. unconditionally Mm -hmm. that Jesus died for me, um, that I have all the love that I need. Um, and he tells me that, you know, he tells me. Um, and so when I remind myself of that, it's, it's far easier to be self-sacrificial. And so even though I may not feel loved in my marriage, recognize that faith is not Faith, faith loves me, yeah. you know, and even though I don't, I may not feel it right now. Um, I can, I can do the next right thing and just talk to her about her day. Yeah. You know, um, that's something that she said, uh, recently is because I've been isolating. I've been, um, and so I just don't talk, mm. you know, she just, she feels like she's just, uh, um, saying things and I'm not really listening and it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true, and so when, but when I can, when I can um, know that God, I have God's love, I can be far more loving to my wife, instead of isolating. And yeah, and I think also what that does too, not only help us self-diagnose, but, and again, I mean, I feel like we, I talk about my kids a lot, but I can when when they're experiencing disappointment, and they're too young to really know articulate yeah. right why they feel the way they do, mm-hmm. I can help them yep. diagnose. Like, you know, if something, if Josiah is acting a certain way, I can say, son, I know you're disappointed. 
I can see it. Yeah. And let me tell you how I deal with this. Like it, like I know for Jude, it's easy to read Jude right now because he'll be acting out or something like um, being angry yeah. or defiant. And all I got to do is say, Hey man, I love you. Mm. So whereas maybe before I've experienced this myself, I'd want to uh, punish or spank or do those things. Right. Um, and it doesn't always work. No, it doesn't, doesn't always it doesn't work because they're because they're such emotional, right? Like creatures. Yeah. They. they uh, but oftentimes, when I can express love, um, he just like melts, you know, and he he'll cry, and because yeah. that's what he's wanting. That's what yeah, he wants, wants to, to hear. Yeah. 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 For sure. Good. All right. Is that a good place to end? You think? Yeah, I think so. All right, and that's what we want to do today. We want to. Uh, self-sacrificially love whenever we don't feel like it um, because we have God's love and we want to love others with that same love. And until next time, may the Lord make his channel for his peace.